Three. Hello, everyone. We are back for another episode of Play It Forward. Uh, we are super excited to have the one and only, uh, the one and only Dalia Nejem from the UAE office, but I believe taking this call from the uh, Jordan. Man from Jordan. All right, awesome. Um, as always, I am joined by my rock star uh, partner on people, Leanne. And uh, we're going to talk all about how you should talk about the Endeavor story. So I'm going to turn it over to uh, Leanne. But actually, maybe before I do, Dolly, if you just want to quickly introduce yourself. Yeah, great. So thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Dahlia. I've been with Endeavor since um, 2014. I work with the Endeavor UAE office. Um, I'm originally from Jordan. And this has been a fantastic journey with Endeavor. I'm loving it so far. Um, I guess you might be new to Endeavor, so welcome aboard. Um, and good luck. Great. Um, so Dahlia, uh, you joined Endeavor on the marketing team eight years ago. Uh, we want to know how has Endeavor changed or what you've seen of Endeavor? Um, how has that changed? Um, the kind of story that Endeavor tells then and um, the kind of story that we're telling now. Could you walk us through the evolution of the Endeavor story in Dahlia's perspective? Sure. Um, so when I first started with Endeavor, I was actually doing a bit of everything. Um, you know, there was the marketing and there was a bit of, you know, organizing LSPs and, and doing all sorts of things because we were a small team. Um, but, you know, so I joined shortly after the office was launched in, in Dubai. Um, but looking back, I think at the time, I didn't fully understand how powerful the network really is. I don't think, to be honest, any of us did. Um, the ecosystem in the region was still very young. There were only, you know, just a handful of, of success stories in the market that anyone could actually talk about. Um, another thing also that we faced early on was that the word entrepreneurship was associated with very early stage startups. So our first order of business was sort of to shift the mindset from startup to scale up, essentially to educate the market about the difference between startups and scale ups, how their impact is very different and how the support that they require is also very different. Um, so we weren't so much telling stories because really there wasn't any, you know, there, there weren't many stories to talk about, but we were sort of educating the market and explaining how it's different, you know, how do you support, what kind of support does a scale-up need as opposed to a startup that people are, are you know, usually used to. Um, so also, again, because we didn't have any stories in our local markets to talk about, we used to tell, you know, the, the success stories from EEs and other mature markets like Latin America, for example. And when you're using examples from, you know, halfway across the world, the impact is very different and it's not very, you know, relative to our local market. Um, what helped us, though, at the time, in the early days, is that we were very fortunate to have some, you know, incredible founding board members who gave us a lot of um, uh, credibility. But in general, our story has always been the same. We do what we do because we believe in the transformational power of entrepreneurship. So our job is to find and support high impact founders who will not only lead the rapid growth of their companies, 
but also multiply their impact by investing and mentoring the next generation of, of high impact entrepreneurs, etc., and therefore creating a thriving ecosystem, right? So this has not changed. What has changed though, in our storytelling at least, is that in the past, the multiplier effect was more of an ambition. It was something that we were striving towards. Today, we're seeing the multiplier effect in action. So for example, the most obvious example is, is the Kareem founders and the Kareem mafia that's been created after, the, um, you know, after they were acquired by Uber. But there are so many more stories. So for example, we have, um, uh, you know, we have serial entrepreneurs that have created multiple companies, like for instance, Mohamed Balut, who co-founded two companies that were selected by Endeavor, both of which are outliers. Um, another story that we talk about today, for example, is that I think it's 45% of the UAE-based LPs in the Catalyst Fund 4 are Endeavor UAE entrepreneurs. Um, for example, we're seeing, <clears throat> excuse me, we're seeing today that, um, you know, our entrepreneurs are joining the board. One of our entrepreneurs, you know, even joined the global board. So it's great to see the multiplier effect becoming a reality in our market, not something, you know, incredible to talk about. And it gives you a lot more confidence when you're talking about something that's actually happening in your market. So if if that's how like Endeavor in your market has changed and that's how it's impacted your storytelling, I have a question about like how the world has changed over the last eight years and how that affects storytelling. And I'm thinking of like two things in particular. One, I'm just curious to hear like what's happened in marketing just in general. I don't know a lot about marketing, whether um, like is TikTok a thing now like that we need to use? I'm an old curmudgeonly man. Uh, so like, I don't know that new platform. Uh, so we'd love to hear just like in general marketing trends, how has that impacted Endeavor marketing? And then the second thing, and this is something that I think is um, for me an existential question and I kind of can answer, but not entirely. Eight years ago, I remember I was at Endeavor. We were one of a kind. Nobody was going to, like, nobody from Silicon Valley was going to, like, go to Indonesia. Like, that's crazy. And now, worldwide, capital has become commoditized. Um, and even community, I think, is starting to become commoditized. Like, there are a lot of just community-centric startups. Um, and so, how does that impact Endeavor? storytelling i mean I'm, I'll, I'll tell you what our entrepreneurs say um i mean some of our most successful entrepreneurs are part of multiple organizations endeavor and other organizations that you know that are around community and around entrepreneurship but what i see is that really the value that endeavor gives these entrepreneurs is still unique like yes there are communities Yes, there are networks, but I don't think there's a global network that really has the power that Endeavor has. And it's very difficult to explain to someone, whether it's a new staff or someone who's, who's recently joining Endeavor as an entrepreneur. I mean, we, we see the, you know, the magic of Endeavor videos and all of that stuff, but you don't really experience it until you actually go. Like, I remember going to my first ISP and thinking, my God, the number of people that are in this room I remember actually, it's a funny story. Uh, one of our first events that we did in the UAE, um, I can't remember, it was someone from the filming crew or something. He came up to me in the middle of the event and he said, 
you know, and I mean, it's because we're in the Middle East, like people think like that. He's like, if, if someone were to come and do a terrorist attack right now in the hotel, you'd lose half the wealth of the world. <laughs> I know it's, it's sad, but funny, but I mean, it's true. The, the power of our network really, I think, is still very unique. And in terms of, you know, how marketing has changed. Yeah, I mean, with TikTok, we don't, we don't do TikTok. I don't think... Um, um, I'm not very, honestly, I'm not very social media savvy, but I don't think um, uh, a medium like TikTok is, um, like we're more the LinkedIn crowd. We're more of a serious authority, thought leadership type of, of community that's more on LinkedIn and Instagram maybe when we're doing events and stuff, but I don't think we would ever be on TikTok. That's but a huge relief because I can't dance. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you never know. Maybe we'll find our entrepreneurs on TikTok, you know? <laughs> like at the end of the ISP, the closing ISP dinners, that's definitely a TikTok-worthy uh, content. <laughs> we'll, we'll pass this on to like uh, Evan and the selection team. Just <laughs> TikTok dances. Yeah. But let me tell you a little bit more about our approach and how it has changed over time. So when we first started, our approach was to... I mean, again, we're still very young, still very small. We didn't have that many success stories. And we felt that if we were to go out in the market and say, you know, we're amazing, we're this powerful network, it's not going to be as credible uh, as it would have been if it's coming from an entrepreneur. So that was our approach. We wanted the entrepreneurs to be our spokespeople. We wanted the entrepreneurs to be the storytellers. And we were very focused, you know, we were more focused on events um, so, for example, we used to do our annual Scale Up UAE conference, and it's interesting to see how that evolved. I mean, other than the fact that there's COVID, you know, that COVID happened over the past two years and in-person events basically, you know, died for two years. Um, but in the beginning, we used to bring, you know, high-profile speakers to speak to REEs in a TED-style setting. And then as the portfolio grew, we started putting REEs on the stage to speak to earlier stage companies. But then we quickly understood that while REEs might be interested in listening to one or two compelling speakers, what they're really interested in, what they really want, or where their real value lies is within our network. So they want to listen to each other. They want to have conversations with each other. That's what they want. So we started shifting our focus towards more um, intimate events, like the EE retreats where they can have you know, open, candid conversations in a safe space. However, we still felt that our entrepreneurs have a wealth of knowledge and expertise that's worth sharing with a wider audience. So we created Scale Up Insights, which is a, a video series <clears throat> that goes on social media and YouTube, where basically they're answering the question, um, you know, they're short videos about four to six, I think the longest one we have is nine minutes. Um, and they're, you know, hyper-focused on a very specific topic, a topic across the various stages of growth. And then essentially the entrepreneur is answering the question, um, knowing what I know today, what would I have done differently? So there's a lot of knowledge and a lot of valuable content in there. And, and that's why we created it, because we felt like this is one way of getting our stories out there. And although it's not really a storytelling thing, it's not, it's more of a, you know, practical, actionable advice. It's still a way to get our story out there through, you know, through, from the endeavors, entrepreneur's mouth, if that makes sense. 
And I mean, I'm guessing that must have a lot of like trial and error to like perfect and like knowing your audience and knowing what your aud audience resonates with um, more clearly. Um, let me just ask you personally, how have you grown through Endeavor as a storyteller? What kind of mistakes have you made in the past that you learned from now and wouldn't do again? Um, how has Dahlia changed um, as a storyteller? Um, honestly, I think, um, I think part of the way that I've changed as a storyteller is also correlated to our growth as an ecosystem here in the local market and in the region. And because we've grown and because like I said, we're seeing the multiplier effect in action in real life, I've become a lot more confident in my storytelling because I feel like I have something to back up my stories. I'm not just saying, you know, this is our vision, this is what we wanna do. I'm, I actually have proof that it works and I actually have proof of the support that we're giving the entrepreneurs. Um, a mistake that I've made, I think in the early days when we were, um, when our strategy was more towards having the EEs speak on our behalf, um, we, so, so basically what we used to do is we used to, you know, instead of us going out and saying, you know, this is Endeavor and this is why we're amazing, we would instead, um, you know, book speaking opportunities for our entrepreneurs or press interviews, et cetera. And then we would arrange everything for them. And then we'd hope that they would somehow mention Endeavor when they're talking about their success. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. And I think one of the mistakes that we that we did was that we um, we could have been a little bit more assertive or a little bit more you know kindly demanding that they actually do talk about Endeavor. But again, given that it was still in the very very early days, I don't know if that would have worked or not. Interesting. Um, I want to go back to the first two questions that we asked. I thought it was really interesting, since. I think the first question you said, um, how has Endeavor changed? You say, well, we have local stories that we didn't have before. Mm. And the second question you said, well, now we have the, the differentiator between Endeavor and everybody else is the global aspect and this worldwide aspect. And to me, that goes to different audiences. You, you don't change this story, but you maybe like put the emphasis on like different aspects of Endeavor. So right. I'm curious to get your perspective. How does the Endeavor story change if you're talking to a potential Endeavor entrepreneur, maybe a potential partner, uh, an elderly relative who doesn't even know what TikTok is? Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think in all, yes, definitely you do slightly tweak the story or you, you focus on different elements of it. At the end of the day, I think the overarching theme, if you want, is the power of the network. So if I'm talking to a potential entrepreneur, my angle would be it's access, basically. So whatever your challenge is, whether you want to expand to a new market, if you want to fundraise, if you're having, you know, um, whatever, if you don't know how to manage your board, whatever challenge it is that you're facing at this time in your business, there is an expert in our global network who's been there, done that, and he can help you and give you unbiased, 
no hidden agenda advice. So it's about the power of the network. This is for a potential entrepreneur. For a potential partner, for example, again, the story is focused. So for the entrepreneur, it's focused on the other entrepreneurs in the network, as well as our mentors and our board members globally. Um, for the potential partner, and usually the partners, I mean, you have to think of what's in it for them. They most likely have either a product or service or a service that they would want to sell to the entrepreneurs. So it's about giving them access to these entrepreneurs. And we have this captive audience of the world's fastest growing companies. So whenever I'm inviting a potential partner to one of our events, I'm telling him you're going to be in the same room with the decision makers of the fastest growing companies here, whatever the region is, if it's a regional event or a local event. Um, if I'm explaining Endeavor to an elderly relative or like my six-year-old daughter, as I normally would, I'd say Endeavor is like um, Endeavor is like your your you know your family member that you can always rely on unconditionally to help you overcome whatever challenges you're facing or whatever roadblocks you're facing today. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. Now I know how to talk to Endeavor with my four-year-old because <laughs> he just knows that I go into the city. That's that. That's what he knows about Endeavor. Personally <laughs> support you for people. So, right, that's exactly. Like going that's like, I mean, that's like a very caring superhero. Yeah, little does he know. It just means slacking giffies all day. But. <laughs> So, Dalia, I'm always shopping for stories that I can take back and like on a family reunion. Um, they ask me, so what, what does your organization do? Like, tell us about Endeavor and its impact. I want to know a local story from you that I can have in my back pocket um, to say, oh, did you know that our team in UAE um, has this? Story. Like, could you give us a story that isn't widely known yet, but is one of your favorites? So, a story from, from the entrepreneurs or from the office? Whichever you would want to share. Um, I mean, actually, this is something with the stories from the network. I think there are so many beautiful, amazing stories that happen that we actually, as Endeavor, don't always capture. And that's something that, you know, I was speaking to Sylvia about and, and wondering, I'm always wondering how can we get, you know, how can we capture these moments between the entrepreneurs? Because we're all about the circle of trust. So it's kind of difficult because we're telling them it's a circle of trust and all of that, but then we want to know what these stories are so we can talk about them. So it's a bit tricky. Um, but um, I mean, one inspirational story that, uh, um, that Magnus, one of the co-founders of Karim told us, you know, one time during um, a session with, with the entrepreneurs was the early, early days of Karim where they, they, I mean, I think they had a very, very basic app at the time, but the back end was um, basically everyone, you know, WhatsApping drivers and, and the co-founders WhatsApping each other to coordinate the rides. And then they had a ride booked and, you know, for a client to take him to the airport and the driver that was supposed to show up never showed up. So there was a lot of drama and they're trying to figure it out. And I think it was either Magnus 
or his wife who ended up taking that pine to the airport with the baby car seat in the back, you know, just so that they could, they could, you know, make that ride. I think that's a very, um, you know, heartwarming story to see, you know, how they were in the early days, just a few years ago uh, to, to where they are today. It is all about that hustle. Uh, all right. Final question for you. Um, who do you think is a particularly effective storyteller that you personally admire? Um, could be about the entrepreneurship space. Could be just in general. Like, where do you get inspiration from uh, that you hone your craft and bring it back to Endeavor? So my all-time favorite storyteller, she, she, it's, I mean, it's kind of related to entrepreneurship. So it's Brene Brown. She's, um, she's a researcher who, who focuses on, you know, vulnerability and shame and leadership. So it's, it's everything that our entrepreneurs face, really. Um, I think she's an incredible storyteller. She's relatable. She's um, raw. She's authentic. And when I listen to her speaking or when I'm reading her books, I feel like I'm with, you know, having a conversation with a very, very close friend. And I think that's why she's, she's a very effective storyteller. I actually invited her to speak at one of her events once, but it, it didn't happen. And it's still one of my goals to get Brene Brown to come and be a keynote speaker at an EE retreat. So, Well, little did you know, she is one of our top listeners to this podcast. Really? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We'll post this podcast on LinkedIn and we'll at tag her. <laughs> yes, please tag her. I'm a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> great. And you're right. I mean, a lot of people just don't talk about making our EE things like. Sorry, I can't hear you, uh, Leanne. Oh, here. Um, no, but you're right. Like a lot of the stuff that she talks about, like courage, vulnerability, um, all of these things resonate with like being a founder. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it does. It makes a it makes a lot of sense um, to bring her for an eight year retreat. I think that would be like a great. Absolutely. So if you have any connections, on- <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, there you have it. Everybody listening, um, you have your homework. Go read a Brene Brown book and try to find a connection. Uh, Dahlia, this was fantastic. I learned so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me.